This is Monday, December 28th, and we are starting today a study that goes just for this one week entitled About Time. We're going to look at how God works his purposes out in time and how we can make the most of the time God provides to us. This is our morning prayer, and I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. How is it possible to steal time? Actually, at one moment in history, the Protestant West was 11 days behind the rest of the world. And the time shift actually began over 150 years earlier when Pope Gregory XIII discovered that the calendar Europe had been using for centuries was inaccurate. So he mandated a new calendar. Protestants in Europe, well, they refused to go along with the change, and they remained behind 11 days until September 2nd, 1752. Now, just imagine that. September 2nd that year was followed by September 14th. Some people missed their birthdays. Others died in their families. Well, they didn't know what date to put on their gravestones. Children were born 11 days older than they should have been. Workers rioted for missed wages because it made their bills come 11 days sooner. You see, this time shift messed with people's heads. So imagine going to sleep one Saturday night and waking up on Thursday morning more than a week later. And you're wondering where the time went. And those days were gone forever. Now, we are embarking on a new year, and this is a moment when we are aware of the passing years, the number of trips around the sun we have taken. Scripture teaches us about time, but perhaps not what we want to know. We learn that God created all things, and that means, yes, time is also in God's hands. He lives in the eternal now, where past, present, and future lie before him all at the same time. He is unchanged by time, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And of course, our times are in his hands. Now, our text tells us that there is a time for every activity that takes place on earth. And what this means is that God has ordered time and what takes place in the scope of that time. Yes, this means that war as well as peace, sickness as well as health, that too has been ordered into our world. 
We might change the calendar as happened in the 18th century, but God has well-ordered time for all that will happen. Our Confession of Faith, the Westminster Confession, says that God is freely and unchangeably ordained whatsoever comes to pass in our world. This means that the Lord ordained the time when you were filled with excitement because you were getting married, filled with hope. He also ordained the time when you laid your spouse to rest after he passed away. God ordained the moment when you felt the pains of childbirth and also the time when your child moved away from home because she had moved into adulthood. The rhythm of this section of scripture is like the colors of thread in a tapestry Woven together, they create a picture, and that picture we call history. God's control over time is comprehensive. And this is good news for us, even though what is happening at this moment, well, we may not particularly like. Now you say, well, why is it good? Because God is in control of time, we can be assured that the good will win out. Ultimately, God's purposes will be fulfilled in time. We need to remember that when we pass through moments of disappointment and distress, God is the Lord of time in those moments too. And second, we need to see that change is wired into time. This passage is filled with change. And yes, sometimes change frightens us. But God has actually planned change into time. It is the nature of how God is working. Actually, we don't perceive time very well when there is no change. But God has given a direction, a motion, a thrust to time in our world. And that reminds us that time is going somewhere. God has a purpose for it all. And we have learned his purpose is to bring all things to fullness in Christ. And that's what we see this morning. Let's pray. Lord God, you made us creatures of time, and yet change surprises us. Guide us by your Holy Spirit so that we can find true peace in you while living in this time in history. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.